Destroy All Children is a website just for you If playing with video games is what you like to do Or rotting your brain with comics and first run movies too We've got a great selection of news and reviews So search us out on the web, you just won't get enough Of all our digital madness and other fancy stuff We'll also make you laugh until your tummy's feeling buff Destroy All Children you should go there now. Yeah. We're back. It's been a couple of weeks. I had some uh, dental issues that had to be taken care of, which made me sound like an idiot. And so here we are back a couple of weeks later. Uh, not a lot has happened. Um, there was some speedrunning marathon. Uh, uh, well, the most notable event is I'd like to dedicate this episode to the memory of Neil Peart or Pert. Can't I, I, I've never been quite sure which it is. Yeah, I still can't believe near Neil Pert is in the Neil Dirt. It's my contribution to this conversation. Okay, well, I was also going to dedicate <laughs> this episode to the memory of Getty Lee and Alex Lifeson because let's be honest, they can't be too far behind. No, certainly not. Actually, you know what? I bet Getty Lee will probably live a really long time. I like Betty White because <sighs> God. You know, there he's he's dedicated to clean living. That's one of the things I admire about him along with his angelic voice. Um She's like a few days away from turn ninety eight too, and I'm not fucking prepared for this shit. Well, too bad. You're going to have to deal with 100-year-old Betty White at some point. God damn it. God damn it. Yeah. So, what have you been playing? Anyway, yes, Play, no, well, your Your what you've been playing thing will probably <laughs> yeah, show up later. Later in the episode. No, it's, uh, yeah, no, not much has uh, been going on. You know, I'm Larry the, Davis. The with me is George Brundle. Oh, yeah, I'm... Yep, that's my name. Should probably uh, mention that on the second episode <laughs> of this completely new podcast. Uh, yeah, Larry and George's completely legally unactionable podcast. That's a word, unactionable. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, not much has been going on. Uh, there was some Dragon Ball game got released. Uh, you mentioned that there was a marathon no, of some it. sort. Uh, oh, it's about to be released. By the okay. time this uh, podcast is up, I think it's out i don't think so oh. i think it's friday yeah maybe it's, it's one of those hot yeah, friday yeah. releases sure clear your whole weekend to play this fucking budokai tenkaichi game that they're tricking you into thinking is an rpg isn't you fucking saps you fucking like rubes i thought it yeah, was like it's... that uh that crappy dragon ball evolution game everything that i've seen from it really makes it seem that it is basically a tenkaichi game except the battles last like way way longer because they have like some rpg mechanics in it and it just seems like tenkaichi games already were not good so just stretching that out to make it more mm -hmm. seems like a really bad idea to me whatever people seem very interested in that for some reason it's pretty cool that arc system works finally made a good dragon ball game yeah it is people should play that and not Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, uh, a game that I have not laid hands on, but I can't imagine actually being worth anybody's time. 
Well, hey, that's a good transition. Speaking of Arc System Works and uh, sequels to other games and also things with RPG elements, I've been playing River City Girls, mm. which is a sequel to River City Ransom, the classic. Classic. Sure. Uh, which actually, okay. Here's the thing. There is a problem inherent with this type of game. Which is when everything is based around leveling up and increasing your stats and everything like that, it ends up making the early parts of the game not fun to play. Because yeah. it's just everything is sluggish and everyone just like stun locks you constantly and it's it's just a really bad time. Eventually, when you get faster and you get more moves and everything, it's like, oh, okay, this is fun now. But boy, the early parts are rough going. Yeah early game hump yeah i don't that's uh, a lot of uh art people i follow on twitter uh were aggressively just retweeting everything about that game so that's one of those things where i just got a lot of overexposure to it and so by this point i could not give a shit okay well <laughs> so i don't know it, but... it seems like it's probably a fine game that i just got very tired of seeing at some point well, I'm a fan of WayForward and kind of everything they do. Um, I will has, check it out eventually. It has I, I fantastic just... pixel art and actually even the 2D art I like quite a bit too. And the soundtrack is excellente. Also, uh, okay, so of course it's a River City Ransom game so you can buy moves from the dojo. I had like $250 and I could have used that for things that would actually help me, but instead I just made it so my delinquent girl can do a stone cold stunner. And I, I have no that regrets. That well, yeah, yeah no, yeah. that sounds like you'd be playing the game wrong if you did anything other than that. Yep, it has no real use because you can only use it on stunned enemies, so it's more like a finisher. <laughs> Just like the real Stone Cold Stunt. Never actually did anything to anybody. Why? No, there was a time it like launched Vince McMahon like three feet into the air. I was going to say, except for that time Vince McMahon like had a seizure from getting it done on him. Sure. Convulsing on the ground. Yep. Fucking triggered his epilepsy. Yep. Uh, oh, and the, uh, the dojo shopkeeper is Jimmy Lee. So that's oh, cool. Man. Oh no, now I'm coming around on this thing. He, yeah, he also it, says that's... like, uh, man, I miss my brother. I haven't seen him in a while. <laughs> I wonder if like <laughs> you do find Billy Lee at some point. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's uh, similar to Pokemon, uh, where just certain games that art Twitter latches onto and just uh, I get a lot of it. So over. Over like saturation, and eventually I just kind of my eyes glaze over and I stop caring. Yeah, uh, but Pokemon's I want... not good. No, sure, that's the difference between those two things. Uh, but it makes me like it less when I see it at every possible turn before it comes out. Uh, I'll get like I'll play it eventually because it's something that I think would actually interest me, and I also like WayForward. But uh, no, I'm still kind of. I mean, I where I'm just like uh, River City Girls, <laughs> seeing this a lot. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just playing it because I got from Gamefly, and I was just like looking at stuff as like, eh, this seems alright, so I dumped a bunch of stuff in my queue. Which, speaking of that, onto the next thing I've been playing, 
Star Wars Jedi colon Fallen Order. Hmm. Uh. Is that any good? Because yeah. every time I see some footage of it, it makes me think, like, I keep flipping and flopping between this looks all right and uh, 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 yeah i'm going to say uh, yes but here's the thing i don't like the combat in it specifically because okay so the main character cal kestis is a total suck-ass dweeb like not not from the characterization of him which is fine but just the way he looks and like the weird poncho he wears, which I, he like gets rid of after the first level, but you can put him in a whole variety of ponchos that you can unlock. Um, but specifically the way he moves, like his really stupid running animation, and so there's a cutscene very early on where the main Inquisitor bad lady confronts him and he like does take a lightsaber stance. And she says something like, oh, I recognize that style. And yet, in every other part in the actual game's combat, he's just, like, flailing around like an eight-year-old with a stick. And it's yeah, ridiculous. So that's, that's the stuff that has kind of pushed me away from wanting to play. The, the bits where I'm like, I don't know about this, is specifically the, like the, the impact that combat has just seems like it feels very wrong. Like yeah. he's just wailing on these stormtroopers with a wiffle bat. Yeah, it's it's not great. There are parts where it works, um, like specifically in the first level when you are just against these stormtroopers. It's like you parry once, you do a finisher move, they're dead. That's great. Mm. Uh, but then also like fighting wildlife and stuff, I'm not a fan of, which has been most of it so far, apart from that opening part. Um, but. The rest of the game, like the exploration and everything, is really good. Uh, the characters are great. And so the controls are really bizarre, too. Like, so. to climb, so you can, like, climb vines or grates or something on walls. And to do this, you jump towards it and then press the left trigger to grab onto it. Okay. And I, I, yeah. Uh. Also, the weirder one is your interact button for opening chests or doors is clicking the right stick. Can you change that stuff? No. Like, can you remap it? Uh, oh, you well, can maybe change some stuff, but you can't change that one. Uh, that see that like left trigger to climb seems very unintuitive to me, but like I could get used to that. I generally don't like having to push sticks down. Yeah, like even to run like something about the, the tactile feedback of pushing a stick down just doesn't feel good to me so having to do that to interact with anything sounds miserable yeah i'm you don't actually have to do it that often it's just weird every oh. time it comes up um yeah i mean that's still such a bizarre thing to map yeah like, be, the action because too. you could probably remap it to something else but i think no matter what it shares functionality with lock onto enemy so you would probably want it on right stick anyway. That's such a weird choice to put that there. It is. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, also, I, I read okay. recently Here, that here's they something had a... I should point out before I forget. Sure. If you're colorblind, I don't know if this game would be playable for you. Because there are certain elements of it 
that are supposed to be highlighted, blue or red. Uh, specifically, things that you can use the force with are highlighted blue, and enemies are highlighted red when they do an unblockable attack. Those highlights are super dim, to the point where like you can barely even notice them. Like, I can't really notice them unless I'm really looking for them, because it kind of just looks like a, like a lighting highlight or something on them. It doesn't even really look like something you can like a glowing thing you can interact with or anything um yeah and i have heard that so if you die to an enemy it has like a souls thing where you go back and kill them to get your stuff back i have heard that if that happens then the uh if they do an unblockable attack the highlight does not go over the gold highlight that tells you that's the enemy that has your xp so they just like do an unblockable attack and you don't have the cue for it. Yeah. Oh, that seems fun. Sure. I I have not encountered that because I haven't died yet. But uh, yeah, I was actually going to ask because I've I've heard people compare it to Dark Souls games, uh, which is just a very popular thing to do. Uh, sort of like how a lot of combat just gets like compared to Arkham Asylum combat. Uh, but like not necessarily indicative of like the rest of the game being a lot like that. So I was curious how like the difficulty was. I started it at the higher difficulty Jedi master, I think. And I put it back down to normal Uh, specifically because, Oh wait, yes, I did die once to like this giant frog thing, which I think I was not supposed to fight that early uh, Mm. because it just like one shotted me. But uh, I died, and the load times are long. And so I put it back down to normal just to minimize the chance of having to wait on the load time again. (laughs) So not because it was actually, like, particularly difficult, but just to avoid the possibility of having to sit through a load time. Yes. So wait, you also, you said you faced that, like, sooner than you thought that you... So is it, like, a fairly non-linear game? Like, can you just kind of... Yeah. Fear off into okay. Because also, uh yeah, well it's a Metroid style game. So Uh, uh also after the sort of first planet you go to, you have two choices of what planet you can go to next. Uh Dathomir or something else. And I picked Dathomir because the galaxy map showed that it had less like items and stuff on it, so I figured okay, that must be the next one you go to. I went there, and Grease, who is the best character in this game and one of the best Star Wars characters in general, is like, I don't know about this. This seems like a bad idea. And in fact, after I uh, sort of went out there and went back to the ship, he's like, yeah, yeah, right, get out of here, right? See, now you're getting it. Uh, <laughs> and uh, even the uh, Deborah Wilson from Mad TV, who's in this game, is like, hey, are you sure you're ready oh, for God, this? Right. <laughs> yeah, no, I've seen her character model. It is hard uh, not to, with her eyes just bulging out of her head. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, she even asks, like, are, are you sure you're ready? Like, you're prepared for this? And I was like, yeah, whatever. And uh, like that was where I ended last night. So I did not really encounter anything that hard there, but. Yeah, there so, definitely is like there's leveling up there are skills you can get most of them seem useless so i've just been upgrading health and force 
because it's like great i can attack from a dash cool so i've also seen that that game doesn't have any kind of dismemberment stuff which i think is also sort of a bummer about it like it i does, wish they would lean back into that again it does but, but not for humans it's yeah isn't it just like mechanical enemies or something like that uh, and like or, animals and wildlife oh well sure you yeah. Chop up an animal all you want. Can't chop up a, a stormtrooper. Yeah, chop up these slug dogs. Yeah, sure. <laughs> no, chop up dogs. Yes, chop up humans. No. That's right. That's that's <laughs> why Rorschach refuses to play this game. You know, uh, they say that if you force choke dogs, eventually you're just going to move up to humans. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the slug dog told me to kill my neighbor. <laughs> uh, um. No, I uh. I, I saw that, but then I, I read this article recently that apparently the team had a lot of difficulties working with Lucasfilm because like they had to go get everything that they wanted to do approved, and they kept kind of pitching them ideas, and Lucasfilm was just like, nope, can't do that. So like I I wonder if that's one of the things that maybe they wanted to do at some point, and the compromise was, you chop up robots and animals, but not human Probably. Because uh, that would never happen in the Star Wars series. It's not like people have lost <laughs> hands or heads or multiple limbs at the same time <laughs> I think it's really funny how when you die You get a big screen that just says Respawn hey. <laughs> Very sneaky guys Yeah, Bring more kyber crystals Slayer of Sith Sure A bit much better Yeah. No, anyway Really be like Dark Souls yeah, Demon Souls actually in that case I suppose But then also you can customize your lightsaber And they were nice enough to just start you with the green crystal So you don't have to have blue So thank you Jedi Star Wars Jedi colon Fallen Order Not Star Wars colon Jedi colon Fallen Order Or anything yeah. like that Star Wars Jedi I like the blue lightsabers They're fine to me, there's there's only four acceptable colors of lightsabers. Are you ready for this? Are you prepared? I bet I can hot, I can predict what they're going to be. But I okay, would say well, why don't why don't you take take your shot? Blue, green, yes, red, yes, purple. Yes. No. What? No, I don't like a, I don't like purple lightsaber. That's actually like yellow is the one I hate the most. Mm. Uh, purple right behind it Where you go uh, against white, Plo Koon. white lightsabers I think are fine because that is Kind of like the blue in A New Hope Was so bright it kind of comes off As white in a lot of scenes And, and they so were supposed to be white originally up. anyway Yeah that that too Like the early footage, Like stuff they were still working on When it was like Obi-Wan and Vader I think they were both white or something like that Yeah, Who, um, who has a white saber Like in the fiction uh, I hate that I know this Ahsoka Tano uh, Who is a character from Clone Wars And later she... appears I, I think in Clone Wars she doesn't have the white lightsabers I think it's when she shows up in Rebels Okay, does. I thought she had blue and green I think she does in Clone Wars But I know for sure in Rebels She has uh, white lights I don't know I haven't watched much of that Because it sucks I've seen a few clips, uh, mostly the Darth Maul and Obi-Wan Kenobi fight, because I was curious to see how that would go down. That seems actually pretty alright. And uh, Obi-Wan I watched shows up in this game. Stuff. I was actually going to ask you uh, if any memorable characters from the Star Wars mythos uh, show up. Maybe a, a salacious crumb oh, or I a wish. Bob and Frick. 
Probably not. This is between episode three and four. Uh, Baba Frick is ageless. He's timeless. He exists at all moments in time. Okay, well, also Obi-Wan is not like in person. It's in a holocron where he's just like, oh, uh, all the Jedi are dead. Things not good. Don't come back to the temple. There's a lot of dead kids here. I don't know. End, end of transmission. Kenobi out. Hi, uh, my name's Obi Wan Kenobi. My apprentice did a bad thing. <laughs> I don't may, I go to the made temple. Some mistakes along the way. Uh, don't you know? I'm sorry, but also it's kind of not my fault entirely. Like there was this guy. He uh he gambled with a guy on Tatooine. There were chance cubes involved, and look, this this all I kind of inherited this, you know. Remember when the Jedi Council said don't train the boy? Uh, well, it was all Qui Gon's fault. <laughs> yeah, please don't come to the temple. Coruscant, <sighs> maybe not safe right now. But yeah, oh, uh, I, I would say play it. Uh, the combat actually is a fairly small part of it overall. Um, it's, honestly, I I kind of that's one of those games that like I'm sure it's going to wind up being like ten or twenty bucks at some point here a few months from now it is when 30 there's nothing at the else moment. to play. So yeah, perfect. Yeah, like there's going to be a point uh, after all the games come out in April that I'm I'm probably going to be like, man, I wish I had something else to play, and I'll probably pick it up for very little then and have a good time with it, but. Um, well, stuff I've um, seen from it so far doesn't seem like something I I want to pay very much money. To. Well, of note, um, if you want, you can just pay like ten dollars for EA's access, whatever access premiere thing, and just play it that way. Yeah, I just game that like I'm doing Game Pass. That's right. Um, but <laughs> uh, uh, but I did not do that because I that's not a type of game I want to play on PC. Ah. Uh, However, yeah, you I'm do not have an Xbox disorder. One X and apparently performance on regular PS4 and regular Xbox One is bad. So PC is the best oh. way for you to go about this. Well, hey, uh, speaking of what video game releases are on the horizon and how there might not be much to play after April, uh, do you want to kind of get into what's coming out in 2020? That's right. Here's the subject <laughs> for this week's podcast. Yes, it turns out it's not Star Wars, even though we've devoted no. a lot of time to that. Well, that's the last minute thing. I just started playing it last night, so get off my ass. Uh. Anyway, <laughs> uh, what games coming out it's in no 2020? Ass at the space Station. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Rude. I'm sorry, I didn't mean that, Larry. January. These games have already come out. Uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon came out in Japan. Uh, I don't know when that comes out here. Uh, why, what do you think about Yakuza Like a Dragon? Yakuza six, 7. I have not seen much of it. Great. And again, I have not January played a 17th. Yakuza game since Yakuza <laughs> 3, so I don't know what to tell you. January 17th, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot and... The Switch port of Tokyo Mirage Sessions Hashtag FE Encore oh, oh boy Well I think we've already shared our thoughts on Kakarot You uh, have Don't play that game I reserve oh, judgment well, until it's actually out Because I don't know Could be great Pussy um, 
You know what game is great? Tokyo Mirage Sorry. Sessions. I, I need to still finish that game. I have that on the Wii U. I paid damn near full price for it because it was a Wii U game, so of course. Uh-huh. Uh, I got about one dungeon in, and I didn't even beat the boss in it, and then I stopped playing that video game because other stuff came out. Cool. So I have a lot of Tokyo Mirage sessions left to play. I don't think I'd like buy it on the Switch because, like... I will. I'm stupid. I would hook my Wii U back up, I guess, and play it on that. But I still don't know when I would ever get around to doing that. Uh, maybe now, when nothing else is out. I got Banjo-Tooie that I need to play. Oops. And it's sure. probably best that I just get that over with. So, maybe sometime after that. I mean, look, March is not as heavy with games as it once was now. January so. 23rd, Oddworld Stranger's Wrath for the Switch. Hmm. I should probably just remove all Switch ports from this rundown because, uh... <laughs> oh no, time to shave list. off like 80% of this list. Yeah. The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners, which is listed as a survival horror game, no, I don't want anything to do with that. Um, I don't know what that is. I never heard of that. Either. There was that um, I... that the one from the Payday people that like came out and then immediately died. Ironically, yeah. Uh, who's even doing that Walking Dead game? This new one. Uh... It, it just says a publisher, Skybound Entertainment. Yeah, the cool thing is if I click on the Wikipedia uh, link to that for 2020 video games, it just takes me to the Walking Dead franchise yeah, it's, page. It's so a virtual a... reality game. Okay, that would be why no one cares enough to write a Wikipedia page for it. Yeah. Yeah, and my Oculus Rift is broken anyway, so it's not like I'm going to be playing any of those anytime soon. Mine's not, but there aren't any games for it, so whatever. Uh, yeah. January 28th... I, it's still... By the way, amazing to me that there's still, like, new VR helmets and stuff getting released when there is still basically nothing worth picking up as far as, like, actual software. It's all for porno. Anyway, January 28th, Kentucky Route Zero TV edition. So I'm guessing that means that game will actually be finished now? I don't even remember what Kentucky Route Zero is. It's like an adventure game. It's sort of, like... You're you're wandering through roads and it looked neat. I got it in like a humble bundle several years ago, uh, but it's it like comes out in chapters and I've been waiting for the last one to come out, so this might be it. Mm. Good to know. Yeah. Uh, Pillars of Eternity Two, Dead Fire. Uh, that already came out. That's the console port. Okay. Great. <laughs> Warcraft what? 3 Reforged Leave this to me <laughs> Don't try to take the <laughs> reins on this February 4th Dark Crystal Age of Resistance Tactics Very timely uh, Coming out uh, uh, right on the heels Of that Netflix series that came out last year Yeah Also I've seen a little bit of that thing And I'm not sure I'm too interested in that Even though I like Dark Crystal And I like Tactics games Same it doesn't look great no. Grand Blue Fantasy Versus on February sixth. That's, that's the one that it's uh the uh 
arc system works like they're just taking a bunch of characters from those games and putting them into into one, right? That's what that is. What do you mean? Like it's got the Persona characters in it, and it's got no. like Blaze Blue characters. In it. Okay, then what is that? What I don't know I what that is. Up? I don't know what you're talking about. Grand Blue Fantasy. Grand Blue Fantasy is an arc system works game, and it has like the Guilty Gear looking engine, but it's like based on an anime or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't remember the name of what I'm thinking of, but yeah, there was some sort of arc systems game that's supposed to take like characters from a bunch of other fighting games that they put out and put them into one. Oh game. yeah, yeah. I I remember what you're talking about. I don't remember what that was called though. Yeah, I mean the way that arc systems works names a lot of these games i can't make heads or tails of any of them uh oh cross tag battle blaze blue cross there tag battle. that came out two years ago oh jesus did it really yes why do i still think that's coming out oh no oh no what happened to my brain played too many old video games and now it's turned into scrambled eggs jesus yeah. february oh, 14th man. darksiders genesis they're still making Darksiders games. Somehow. I thought that they, like, were not going to... Didn't something happen after Darksiders 2 and they were, like, done with that series? Or, like, the, the IP THQ went out of business. Game? Right, that's what it was. Okay. But um, Deep Silver bought them. Right. They, oh, all they've right. been cranking out Darksiders games, in fact. Uh, Darksiders 2 is like the last time I really feel I've ever heard about anything going on with that franchise. So there's, if they're cranking them out, I guess they're just not really like landing in any big way. And there's Darksiders 3. Um, oh, right, actually. And, and then, yeah, Darksiders Genesis. There, there was another one I thought, too. Hmm. Maybe not. Maybe. Well, although the... Um, so the Darksiders team... Became gunfire games and they put out Remnant from the Ashes. And so maybe okay. that's more what I'm thinking of. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, Tell me about Dreams. Dreams also coming out on Valentine's Day yeah. of 2020. Uh, that's like whatever. That's Media Molecule yeah. doing their thing of like, we're letting you make the game for us. Cool. Yeah. Uh,. February 20th, Devil May Cry 3 Special Edition on Nintendo Switch. <laughs> I mean, right. hey, it's one of the better uh, Devil May Cry games, so I guess good on Nintendo Switch owners who really want to play Devil May Cry 3. Uh, sure. I feel like yeah. there's other ways to get at that game that I don't know why this would be the one, like, the point where you would jump in on it, but... Because... Okay. Come on. This one I understand because, for one thing... A lot of people who are very devoted to Nintendo do not buy anything that is not Nintendo. So they never yeah, would have played Devil point. May Cry 3 before. That's a good point. Eh, but yeah, brand loyalty, man. Unless it comes out on a Nintendo system, then it might as well not have come out at all. Speaking of which, Persona 5 Scramble, February Oh, 20th. there you go. <laughs> Coming out on <laughs> PS4 and the Nintendo Switch. It's, uh, it's a Warriors game. I have no interest. Remember when everyone was just like, oh man, the Persona 5 announcement for Switch is imminent. It's fucking coming, dude. Joker's in Smash. And then they did the scramble shit. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> really good. That whole, like, Nintendo... Oh god, what's the name of the magazine? Nintendo Forces? Is that Nintendo what's Nintendo Force, yeah. Yeah. 
just their whole thing about the dude going like, man, I, I gave in to my darkest craving and I, I borrowed my friend's PlayStation 4 so I could try Persona 5 before it comes out on the Switch. Dude. I, the best part about that whole thing is like, wow, turns out other consoles have good games. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. Really glad that guy didn't take his life when they announced Persona 5 Scramble. <laughs> that guy writes like 80% of that magazine too. Uh, oh, shocking. Hey, here you go. Uh, here's a VR game, February 28th. Iron Man VR. Oh, wait. It's exclusive to PlayStation VR. Oh. Well, then it might as well not exist. Exactly. Uh, yeah. What's in March? Uh, Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Yeah. I haven't played sure. the first one. That's on Game Pass. I have it installed and have not played it. You know what was going to come out just before that until they pushed it back to April? Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yeah. But guess yeah. what? March 13th, Neo 2. Oh, great. Neo. I could not get very far in the first Neo. I fell off of that thing very quickly. It did not interest me. I played it for a while. And then I looked at a walkthrough to see how far I was. I was like a third of the way through it. I was like, nope. And then I stopped playing it. I just, I found that early area to be very, very disinteresting. And just decided to like bounce off of it and go do something else. Yeah, it, it actually does get better. Like the, the later levels yeah. are more interesting. But yes, at the same time, that game is long. Yeah, I just had a hard time committing myself to it from the start. I don't know, maybe Neo 2 will be a lot better about that, but that's definitely a kind of wait-and-see game yeah, for me. Yeah, I'm definitely going to try it. I think the first one was a really good foundation. Like, you know, not many people even make Souls-like games in general. I I would take Neo over Sekiro any day. Yeah. And so, I was about to say, who's making a Souls-like game that is specifically about samurai? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, these weirdos, Team Ninja did a better job at it than From Software. So, Neo yeah, 2 so. could be really good. We'll see. Um, March 20th, Animal Crossing New Horizons. I have never played an Animal Crossing. Uh, New Horizons is the one that I've kind of been looking at and going like, eh, maybe I should give Animal Crossing a shot. Uh, but then I keep kind of like, here's my thing is, I don't know if, like, those games even, like, conceptually are going to be something that I actually end up uh, liking, or if I'm just going to bounce right off of it, so I kind of don't want to pay full price for an Animal Crossing game and get burned by it. Well, guess what? So it's an Animal about Crossing game, game, so you're going to have to. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. Uh but that's what I'm saying. Like, I've been thinking about maybe just uh, playing the GameCube game and seeing whether or not I like it on, like, that very base level of what it is. Uh, but then everyone I know who plays Animal Crossing is like, don't do that because they've changed so much. Yeah, so. it's... That's not a great idea. So I don't know. Yeah, it's like, I, I would like to get into Animal Crossing, I think. But then the fact that it's a Nintendo game and the price is not really going to go down has also made that, like, very impenetrable. Thank you, Gamefly. Uh, also March 20th, Doom Eternal. Yeah, that's a video game. Possible Golden Gizmo winner for 2020. 
Also, Doom 64 getting released on Windows, the Switch, PS4, and Xbox One. Yeah, there's a version of Doom Eternal that comes with, like, every Doom game in it. I I would guess they're digital versions. Um, I need to look up what version that is, because that sounds... Sounds like the one I'd probably want to jump in on. And I'm looking forward to Doom Eternal a lot. That, uh... That last one was incredibly good. Yep. Uh, Bleeding um, Edge, remember that? It's the Overwatch mm, thing on Xbox mm. with, like, the junkyard people. No. Well, None of this sounds weird to me. That's supposedly coming out on March 24th. Oh, great. That doesn't matter. I'm sure that'll do very well. Doesn't matter, because March 27th, another possible Golden Gizmo winner for 2020, One Piece Pirate Warriors 4. Okay. Look, the One Piece Pirate Warriors games are the best Warriors games, and I will take this to my grave. To date, I have never been able to finish a Warriors game. I don't know that I ever have either, actually. (laughs) Very Neo-esque in that it's just way too much of that for me Oh yeah No, I mean, I enjoy playing them And I will play uh, I think I beat one of the Dynasty Warriors Gundams hmm. I think I bought that Possibly. Berserk one Because I'm way into Berserk And I got through the Golden Age stuff uh, And then right when it got to the to the real shit yeah, it gets good. What Berserk's actually all about uh, then I stopped playing the game because at that point I was like, I've played too much of this and I don't find anything about it fun anymore. Yeah. And that, that so, one wasn't that was cool. one of the better ones anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, t- your top yeah, tier like Warriors I... games are Gundam, One Piece, Samurai. Specifically, uh, I... Samurai Warriors Empires. I know I've played one of the Gundam ones and I have played one of the Pirate Warrior ones, uh, which you got for me. Uh, and yeah, those were much better than the Berserk one that I played uh, But also still have never finished any Warriors game My uh, my main criteria for if a Warriors game is good or not Is can you dash cancel out of a combo? If you can't, I have no interest in playing it Because that was... just goes so far in making it much more fun to play uh, So yeah I thought it was going to be what's the right amount of being able to tune this out so I can listen to a podcast. Well, that's about the same for any of them, really. Uh, Hey, speaking of Persona, Persona 5 Royal is also coming out at the end of uh, of March. Whatever. I'm not going to replay that whole game. Yeah, like, I've been seeing some stuff about it, and it seems like what they're adding to it is actually fairly substantial, but it's not substantial enough for me to go out and buy another copy of Persona 5 and play that entire game over again for that. Right. I replayed, um, well, I played Persona 4 Golden because, one, it was on Vita, so I could play it at work when I had nothing else to do. And second, I never finished the game to begin with. Uh, Yeah. And so it gave me more of a reason to play through it This time it's just on PS4 Um, If that was on Switch, I actually possibly would play through it again But (laughs) Well, hey, look, you want to play a Persona 5 game on the Switch Oh, well, great Tell me more Well, uh, so, you know, Dynasty Dynasty Warriors, you familiar with that? You played some of those games Uh, A little bit 
All right, what if it was that, but uh, it was like the Persona 5 also, though? Oh. Yeah. So maybe you, like, jump into a crowd of 200 pyrojacks and you just start fucking them all up. I mean, that sounds okay. That actually does sound pretty good. Maybe I'm coming around on Persona 5 Scramble. <laughs> a TBA <laughs> for March, Half-Life Alex. We'll see about that. <laughs> Good on Valve for finally releasing a fucking video game, I guess. <laughs> April 3rd, though, Resident Evil 3. Yeah, th- so April, now the month of remakes for me, because not only is it Resident Evil 3, but also Final Fantasy 7. Uh, and also Cyberpunk I'm... 2077, that's a remake. Oh, sure. I mean, everyone remembers Cyberpunk 20. I don't know where I was going with this joke and I want to bail on it. Okay, sure. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Thanks for that save. Um, I uh, have have made a no secret that I am way into Resident Evil games and Resident Evil 3 being my favorite of those original ones, like getting a remake of that like this soon after 2 is exciting to me. Uh, also, hope it's good because it, it makes, seems like uh, it's it not been long since Resident Evil 2 came out. Yeah. Yeah. A, little, a little worrying to me, but we'll see. Uh, but yeah, th- April 3rd, Resident Evil 3. April 10th, Final they, Fantasy uh, 7 Remake. R- real quick, they, they actually put out a new trailer for Resident Evil 3. Don't uh, care. Yesterday. But April... you can see the nemesis in it. And he's got a flamethrower. He's got a big old fucking tank of gas on his back. Does he say stars? I don't think that he does in that then trailer who but cares save it for the game though april 16th cyberpunk 2077 i hope it's good i have made it clear did. my reservations about that game but we'll we'll find out the, the also, thing that worries me about honestly, that actually i don't think this is, is i know that my april. computer is not going to be able to run that thing super well because that is a damn good looking game and also i had to like get a better graphics card just to play the witcher 3 mm. uh Second, that being the case, not sure my PlayStation 4 is going to run that game well. So, I don't know how I'm going to... Like, I don't want to sit and wait for the PlayStation 5 to be able to play that thing. So, I'm really hoping that, like, his performance is optimized, uh, you know, well for a base PlayStation 4. But I kind of doubt it. I kind of don't think that's coming out in April. I feel like that might get delayed and it's a Ghost of Tsushima yeah. situation where it might just be like, hey, it's a PS5 launch game. Of course, I don't I know. I would that might... prefer it at that at this point if that is what they did. Yeah, actually. me too. I hate when they put out games really late in a console's life cycle and they just run like garbage. Yeah. And I have genuine fears that this. is exactly what it's going to be for a cyberpunk. So I would prefer that it just get delayed if the game is going to release in a state that makes it, like, really rough to play that on console. Yeah. Uh, May 9th, Fast and Furious Crossroads, which is listed as vehicular combat. <laughs> I don't... Sure. I've never heard Opposed of this. To, look, it's vehicular warfare is what they get up to in the movies, and so if you're going to make a new genre out of it, you know? Sure. Put some uh, strategic elements into it. RTS uh, Fast and the Furious game. There you go. There's an idea. All right, sure. Why that, would not? Be, that would be terrible. Furious Tactics. 
Oh no. Uh, May 19th, Wasteland <laughs> 3. Cars around on a grid. Yeah, exactly. Sounds terrible. I want to play it. I have a game kind of like that, actually, that I have not played. It's like it's called like Dark Future or something. It's a post-apocalyptic one, but it's like a it's like car tactic RPG. Mm. Uh, Wasteland 3. I did not play much of Wasteland 2. Uh, it, it, it seemed neat. I don't know. Um, speaking of games that came out really late in a console's life cycle and ran badly, and will probably do the same thing here, May 29th, The Last of Us Part 2. can't believe you're skipping over Maneater, the video game version of the uh, original Hannibal Lecter movie. I thought you were going to say video game adaptation of the Hall & Oates song, <laughs> which would be more interesting would, to me. That would have been good, too. Yeah, I don't uh, know what yeah, Maneater no, is. Yeah, no, Last of Us Part... Wait, really? Last of Us Part 2 is slated for May? Yep. It was supposed to be earlier, too. They bumped it back. You're fucking with me. Really? Yep. That also feels like something that should not be coming out for the PlayStation 4. Correct. God, what are they doing? Anyway, that's basically it until September, according to this... Uh, this list, which is Marvel's Avengers, which got bumped back yeah. also. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, I don't think that's actually right. Didn't it get delayed past November now? No, it was supposed to be out like April. Okay. Originally. Uh, well, got... I was wondering because this list that I'm looking at does not actually have Final Fantasy VII moved back to April yet. So I was thinking it might have been a similar situation where like Avengers actually did not get moved back to what it's supposed to be at, but I could not remember when it got moved to because I do not care about Marvel's Avengers. If you're looking at the Wikipedia page, then maybe refresh it because I have Final Fantasy VII here at April 10th. Uh, um, I mean, I have it in... Okay. Yeah, no, there it goes. All right. <laughs> Weird. Weird. Uh, hmm. And then let's see what's here in unscheduled games. Deadly Premonition 2. Sure, that's totally coming out in the year 2020. It might. I don't know. That's, I don't know how long that's been a working game on. that's totally coming out. Period. <laughs> It'll come out. No, it won't. Yes, it will. D4 episode two is going to come out before Deadly Premonition <laughs> two. Uh, let's. I oh, love Sweary. I have no faith in Sweary after that D4 shit that he pulled. Uh, the Good Life also is still, still in development. About that. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, Destroy All Humans remake. You know what a good life would be? It's a life that has D4 Episode 2 in it. You know what's a good life? Disaster Report 4. I love oh. Disaster Report. Hmm. When's that? What, do they have like a quarter? They got Q1, a release window for Q2. that? Or is it just 2020? Just Q1, Q2. Uh huh. <laughs> Oh great, so yeah, no, that's not coming out in either of those quarters uh, Actually, uh, I don't Amazon know, it could list... maybe come out too. Amazon has the date listed as like March, I think, which seems about right to me I just generally, like when you still have it released for like a quarter that we are currently in Like to me that just says it's not going to actually release in that quarter, but probably the next one I, I think maybe that's just something with this list Because on the game's actual Wikipedia page it mentions a date as April 7th Maybe. So, uh, Kirk, sir, cook, serve delicious three. Absolutely. 
Yeah, they actually just put some, I want to say they put some footage of that game out just yesterday as well. Uh, yes. So that seems, I seems like, like this year. I like how that game is leaning into the cook, serve, delicious lore also of like this post-apocalyptic America like just running it like because in this one you're running a food truck and you're like driving across the wasteland of what used to be America Mm. it looks good I didn't play two because they changed the visual style of that in a way that was very repulsive to me I don't remember it looking that different I want to say did I like the humans in it looked more grotesque oh that's very possible yeah uh, guess I what? Mean, they're they, going to be even more grotesque looked... this time. Yeah, yeah, probably. Uh, hey, see. Death Stranding coming out for PC still, maybe. By the way, yeah, maybe Doom Eternal unknown for Nintendo Switch, which is especially good. Remember that Nintendo Force article I shared where the guy was like, "We're finally getting a game at the same time as PlayStation and Xbox." I genuinely worry about the nintendo force guy's <laughs> mental health me too i don't i don't think most human beings can stand up to this kind of abuse for too long before they crack in some way mm-hmm. uh dying light 2 i think looks interesting i was not a fan of the first one but this one for one thing has the backing of chris Avalone. Which automatically makes me interested in a game when I otherwise would not be. Uh, but also, if they can kind of fix the jankiness of it, then there were elements of Dying Light 1 that I liked. Mm-hmm. Uh, Empire of Sin, I think, looks really cool. It's like a... Um, it's like a turn-based sort of sim... Sort of... Um, not like Civilization... But it's about like mobsters in the Prohibition era. Huh. But that it looks pretty cool. Um what else here? Ghost of Tsushima. That's right, you just skipped oh. over Freedom Planet 2. Eh. Best Sonic game. Yeah, sure. I don't know. I played a demo of was it actually a demo of Freedom Planet 2? Might have been just one. I don't know. I didn't care much for it, so whatever. Okay, but yeah, Ghost Doesn't of seem Tsushima. Too great to me. They claim is coming out in the summer this year. We'll see. Uh, I don't like it when the Sonic characters open their mouths and say words, and there's a lot of that in Freedom Planet. So no, thank you. There's also a lot of it in Sonic. Yes, <laughs> I don't like it. Uh... Sonic characters should never say anything. This is. Getting on my soapbox right now. This is my hot take for you. Sonic characters should never say a word. They should pantomime everything. Hmm. They should... Sonic should look at Knuckles, and then Knuckles should, like, I don't know, flip him the bird or something, and then he should step on a switch, and Sonic falls into a pit, and then you're in a new level. That is all it should be. What if Sonic said, Chili dogs? That is acceptable okay like when he gets a continue or something like that and he says chili dogs and like then you change the continue icons as a chili dog do you count the noise he makes when he drowns as talking 
yeah, I like also in Sonic CD where you wait around for a while and he's like, I'm out of here, and he jumps off the screen and just commits suicide right in front of you. Sure. That's uh, pretty good. Godfall is listed as quarter four. Oh, that's the... Oh, right, that's the Gearbox game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's move on from that. Uh, that's going to be good. Love Gearbox. Love when they're just like, we want to be the first ones to announce a next-gen game, so we're going to announce it. Will it come out? Who knows? Will it be uh, good? Best, Certainly not. Best thing Gearbox has ever done was had their name on the box for Halo Combat Evolved. <laughs> I would say the best thing Gearbox did was um, Brothers in Arms. The best thing Gearbox ever did was leave a hard drive full of pornography at a medieval times. <laughs> sure. <laughs> like actually that has been the most I've ever been entertained by a Gearbox product. So Yeah, probably. Me too. Uh uh Gods and Monsters. What oh that's the thing they showed at E3 and then Yeah, whatever. Uh Guilty Gear Strive. Yeah, now that's a congratulations to 2020's best graphics. Yep. <laughs> Our system works is back at it. Yeah. Actually, wait, when does that, uh, when does that come out? Late, Late 2020, 2020, so, oh, no, I don't know. I bet it'll come out. That's 2021. Yeah, well, whatever, they got that other, that other thing coming out, so. Oh, yeah, sure, Grand Blue. Uh, Halo Infinite. <laughs> yeah, that's a video game. <laughs> <laughs> that was cool. I'm sure that'll, that'll come out, like, when the Xbox comes out, so sure, I, I see that making... 2020 assuming the xbox is still going to be like a holiday release i hate that that's called the x jesus christ Kerbal space program 2 second quarter of next year that's so mm. weird to me that that's coming out yes can you send them to like mars or something because i don't be... know i don't know what the different i think this has like space stations in it Oh god, just imagine a whole Kerbal Like a space station with a bunch of Kerbals in it Like, entering into the atmosphere Just crumpling up and blowing up And all the Kerbals <laughs> spilling out of it That's how mine would go, I'm sure I've never successfully gone anywhere Other than the moon That's how everybody's would go You don't play Kerbal to actually succeed at anything Yeah, You just play it to see What kind of amazing Disaster you can make unfold In midair Yeah, The Kerbal's pretty cool I like it a lot, but I also feel like they should just continually... Well, I don't know, the first one's like kind of a hacked-together mess, and so maybe that's why this know. is coming out. Because uh, on some level, it's probably good for them to just like fr make a fresh start instead of trying to cobble more things onto the first game. Yeah. Hey, Larry, I'm going to assume that you don't have anything else uh, before this one. Uh, what are your thoughts on No More Heroes the third, and that actually coming out this year. That won't be out this year. No, it will not. <laughs> uh, also... The fact that someone even put it on this is a joke. I, uh, I also, hope... along the same lines, what about Bayonetta 3? <laughs> nope. Definitely not. I don't not. even think that's listed on here is the thing, too. I don't think no, so. No, it's not. Great. Perfect. Man. Hey, at least they didn't put that one on there. Um... Uh, but right after that, there was Oddworld uh, Soulstorm. Yeah. Now you're talking. Did I'm you ever also... watch that video uh, with Lauren Lanning? I did. I did, yeah. So I actually worry about that probably not making 2020 because I 
I, I feel like I've not really seen enough of that to convince me that that is a game that is fully realized enough to come out in 2020. And also, Lauren Landing seems like the kind of guy who's like, he's not going to put a product out until it is done and so, like adheres to his vision for it. Normally, I think that I would... after all the other Oddworld stuff came out that he's not as thrilled about, like he's not going to let something like that happen again. Normally, I would agree. That's been in development for a while, though. And mm-hmm. how long? Th- oh, like four years. It was like shortly after New and Tasty came out, they started it. Um, okay. I I thought the development for that maybe began like at most two years ago. No, it's been quite a while. They said like before New and Tasty came out, they were like, uh, depending on how this goes, we're going to remake Abe's Exodus. And so, I mean, I still feel it's super doubtful that we're ever going to see the actual, like, full picture of Lord Lanning's vision for this. <laughs> I don't know. So. Uh, like, so if anyone hasn't seen it, Ars Technica put out a really good, uh, what, what what's it called? A series? Oh, God, I don't, I don't War know. War Stories. But they did one of those videos with Lord Lanning where he talked about the history of Oddworld and everything that went into making those games. And Lorne Landing is one of my favorite games people. Like, I could just listen to him talk forever. And uh, I highly recommend going and seeking that out. Even if you don't know anything about the Oddworld games, like, you'll... It's a good crash course on it, I guess. Lorne Landing um, is a passionate, 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 passionate game developer. That's right. Even though and it he, comes through. Even yeah. though he... Like came from NASA and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, he wanted to get into like film production, like the, some of yes. the stuff they go into that is specifically how he wanted Oddworld to be a series of movies and not games. Well, they um, Oddworld Inhabitants had started production on the movie. It was called like Citizen Citizen Abe. <laughs> no, it was unrelated to the Oddworld games. I forget what oh. it was called. It was Citizen something, and they'd started work on that, and then like that just never happened but he kind of talks stranger's wrath shut up he uh (laughs) he talks in this video about how they are basically like self-funded now and they can just sort of do whatever uh because they don't have to deal with publishers and that was like their main issue (laughs) like specifically with abe's exodus that it was like we don't have anything else coming out this year so we need abe's exodus out now uh, yeah, I, I. It's really good that they are free from the bullshit and can actually like see Oddworld uh, through to Lauren Landing's like vision of it. But also, the thing that worries me about never quite getting there is just the amount of Oddworld that Lauren Landing wants to bring into the world seems like a lot. I'm all for it. Um, from that video, I think he said something like, yeah, it's supposed to be like seven parts or something like that, it, and I'm just it like... It was five. It was a quintology. Five. Still, and I'm just having, like, Xenosaga flashbacks and going like, this ain't so, all gonna come out. So the weird thing no about way. that was, yeah, it, it was supposed to be a quintology, but certain games were not part of the quintology. Um, yeah. So it was like, Abe's, basically, I think it was everyone with a new character as a part of the quintology. So Abe's Odyssey, uh, Munch's Odyssey, and Stranger's Wrath. And then Abe's Exodus was not part of that. Uh, actually, I guess that's kind of... Eh, maybe Stranger's Wrath was not technically a Quintology. 
but I think uh, the brutal ballad of Fingus Clot was supposed to be one, and that got canceled. Anyway, uh, Oddworld well, Larry, New and Tasty. We need to talk about. <laughs> Wait, New and Tasty came out in 2014, and they announced they were working on Soulstorm in 2016. So, it's been a while. Mm. It's yeah. been a while. Uh, Larry, we need to talk about Pokemon Sleep. No, we don't. I'm just kidding. We need to talk about too. Psychonauts too. Yes. Uh, that might come out this year. Maybe. I still haven't finished the first Psychonauts. <laughs> it's not I long. Kinda did, I kind of didn't like it, honestly. Yeah, I can see that. I, I feel like I should. Like, I feel that's like a game that I should really like a whole lot, but I something about that just did not land for me. Well, part of it is that the platforming is not great. Yeah, the parts where I had to play the game were not good. Uh, I like the parts where it's just, like, telling the story. Like, I like those characters, and I like the writing and everything in it, but, like, actually having to sit down and, like, platform my way through that, not a fan. Yeah, the thing is, though, I never, Psychonauts 1, I never it, was, got to the... it was adequate enough that it didn't really bother me, but, yeah. People, like, really hold that game up in very high regard, and I... I would have to think it's just entirely based off the charm of it in the story that it's telling because I still just, I don't think that gameplay holds up well at all. Yep, uh, it doesn't. Like, it wasn't I really great at the time. Yeah. Uh, I admitted, I'd never made it to the Milkman thing. People bring up the Milkman. Oh, I have no idea what they're talking good. about. I, I don't know a single thing about the Milkman I'm completely in the blind on. But he is the There's Milkman. A, there is a Milkman in the game. That's all I know. We are the road crew. Don't know uh, what that means, Larry. <laughs> you should play through Psychonauts because it's really it's not that long. Mm. Um, yeah. Did you get to Wonder the lone fish part? Uh, I don't know. I don't remember. What about the black velvet part? I don't remember. I don't really remember much okay, about it. Other like, than I, I know, I don't I'd... remember what order the areas are in or anything. I think the last one I played was it was some sort of like. Uh like a d-day or a vietnam fantasy thing going on oh that's that, like the that's only one like i the, remember the sort of yeah the military guy you go in his brain yeah. that one's like one yeah. of the most boring ones so yeah no it sucked yeah that and the meat also the only one i remember for levels. some reason i don't, I don't know why Wait, but... no that's like that's really early yeah that's like i, I might tutorial, i think I know I, I know I got past that level. I'm not sure where exactly I stopped is the thing. Okay, because, yeah, so. I, I think that's the tutorial. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, next game. Uh... Talk it to me. Rune Factory SpongeBob SquarePants. Battle for Bikini Bottom <laughs> Rehydrated. Let's go. Let's talk about it. Hey, speaking of our pals at Way Forward, Shantae and the Seven Sirens. Oh, hey. I'm glad they're still making Shantae games. Oh, they are. They they keep coming. Yep. Shantae's keep coming and they won't stop coming. Uh, Streets of Rage 4. I think that's something that I'm actually looking forward to. I like the other Streets of Rages. Look, it's no... It's no Double Dragon Neon. I'm predicting that. Hmm... I mean, you might be right about no, that. No, that's a game. Uh, but is it a surgeon simulator too? 
Who cares? Uh, yeah. Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Quarantine. Bet that'll be bad. Yeah. April 2020. What is with the date on this one? Uh, yeah. The release window was April 2020 to March 2021. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it is oddly man. specific, yet at the same time incredibly broad. Uh, Vampire oh. the Masquerade Bloodlines 2. Now that's a game I'm really looking forward to. Uh, also, I yeah. kind of doubt that will come out this year, but maybe. Oh, maybe. what is Vampire the Masquerade uh, Coteries of New York? That's like a text-based game? That came out on PC. Uh, I've never heard of that before. I never heard of it until it was out, and I saw it on GOG, and I was like, what is this? And yeah, it's like a it's like a text-based, like a visual novel thing. I don't know. Bloodlines 2, though. I bet you're... Yeah, I bet you're looking forward to Watch Dogs uh, Legion uh, coming for the stadia. <laughs> sure. Why, as an old lady, it's funny because she it, says the fuck word. That's the yeah, That's my most anticipated game of 2020, Watch Dogs Legion. Yeah, no, they're all unique characters, every single one of them. Oh, yes, yeah. definitely not con- just, just like a, a s- series of templates with randomized voices. Oh, God. Um... Wow. Windjammers okay, 2. Bringing this list on here again for some reason. Yeah, Windjammers 2. Release date unknown. Like, I'm also not. I, I would kind of think that has to come out in 2020 because I don't really know how much work a Windjammer sequel necessarily needs. But it also feels like I've been hearing about that thing for a while and they really don't got a lot to show for it. Also, imagine playing Windjammers on the Stadia. Would it be alright with you if I don't do that? No, you have to. I've oh, declared it. No. Well, uh, the latency would make that unplayable. Yeah. For one. Uh, wasn't that like a huge issue with the like HD version of Windjammers? I don't know. Out? I don't know. I want to say there was like a whole connectivity nightmare with that thing. Probably. I mean, it was a... Didn't um, Iron Galaxy work on that or something? I think so. Thanks, Dave Lang. Uh, yeah. Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. Looking forward to buying Xenoblade Chronicles for the third time. Oh, sure. Because that's my life. And then, like, yeah. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, Like a Dragon, the U.S. release, who knows? Yeah. Just unknown. Uh, video game based film releases Sonic the Hedgehog. That's <laughs> still coming, unfortunately. <laughs> I did not see that, and then I just scrolled down just as you said that, and it was... That's perfect. There is... I real quick want to talk about this. In the Japanese trailer, there is a Baby Sonic. And so there's this cynical part of me that is just like, Baby Sonic is absolutely a reaction to Baby Yoda. Like, they went back in, and they constructed this little fucking monstrosity, and they put him in, and he's going to be in there for, like, maybe two minutes. Oh no, I I bet it was already in there And that's probably like all you ever see of him Is like it's just a few second flashback But they put it in the trailer Because of Baby Yoda Yes, Uh, And they will They will mark it There will be so much fucking merchandise for it Because of that too Uh, But yeah, the the thing that made me realize Like it is not made because of Baby Yoda Is I, for a moment Forgot that they shut the fucking animation Studio down that worked on the Sonic movie (laughs) After forcing them to work on the Sonic movie a second goddamn time. Yeah. I'm sorry to everyone who lost their jobs whose last, like, 
resume item is going to be working on the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. It could be worse, though. Their last resume item could have been creating the Monster Sonic. I mean, that's the same team, though, isn't it? Yeah, but also, at least they got to redo it. I suppose. Like, really, actually, the people responsible for that were the producers who insisted upon that being a good idea. This, we, look, uh, we've, we've done the focus groups. Kids love teeth. This Sonic has to have teeth. Human teeth. Give them all the teeth. We're delaying the movie by two months so you can add more teeth to Sonic. You thought we were going to make it look better. You're make wrong. Sure, make sure he opens his mouth wide so you can really get a view of all them chompers. I like imagining this as Vince McMahon. I, I, uh... The thing that still absolutely kills me about that is people going like, oh, you gotta go see the movie. Go see the movie to support the animators. You gotta support the animators. No, they're, they're not gonna like, get back-end no, no, profits. You no, you don't. They got paid, and they got paid a second time for working on the movie again. They got their money. You're not supporting them by seeing it. Also, the studio closed, so fuck you. You're definitely not supporting them. Also, like, the bad brains who thought that the monster version of Sonic was a good idea, it's still their movie. They didn't change anything else about it. Why on earth do you think the rest of that would be good? Yeah. They, they made a decision. They looked at that movie and thought, oh, yes, this version of Sonic is critical to our vision. The rest of the vision is just as rotten as that crap-ass version of Sonic, you absolute maniacs. Meow? I don't... I hate people who go see movies so much! Look, we have like, to... We these have are to the same cats. assholes who are... These are the same assholes. The very same assholes who are like, Oh, Joker deserves to win Best Picture. The clown said a society. It's brilliant! I want to die. George, it's Retro Corner. What have you got for us this I, week? I really want to die because I'm playing Final Fantasy X for some reason. Why would I do this to myself? Because you love Blitzball. I forgot that there's a fucking Macarena reference in that video game that came out almost 10 years after the Macarena did. I... <laughs> okay, Final Fantasy X is a game that I remember... Uh, back in the day, I had very conflicting feelings about it. Like, I remember liking the gameplay portion of it, but really hating pretty much everything else. Like... The voice acting being terrible and the story just not being particularly good. Uh, turns out that opinion holds up all these years later because I'm kind of walking away with the same taste in my mouth. Um, like, the, the gameplay is is decent, and the, the, the way that I think it is decent is in most Final Fantasy games, you would just get whatever your most powerful attack is, and you would just repeat that over and over on every encounter that you you have like there's really no reason to buff or debuff or really engage with the game strategically at all uh what 10 does that i think really works in its favor is you can kind of hot swap your team members out uh there's no penalty for doing this you can if you make a mistake and you drag riku out when you need a lulu you can just drag lulu back out and what this ends up uh creating is a a, a system where 
each character kind of combats a certain enemy type more effectively. So if you have someone who's heavenly armored, you want Auron. If you have someone who's flying, you want Waka. And so I actually, like, I found myself really getting a lot of use out of every party member by constantly just shuffling people in and out of combat. Um, the, the part where that starts to crumble apart for me is you also get burnt out on the combat very quickly because random encounters are so aggressively numerous in this game. Like, almost every dungeon is basically a straight line, and you are just b bombarded with random encounters every single step of the way. Like, you, you don't get much more than three seconds out of combat, and you're right back in it. I hate random encounters in, like, every yeah. game. Yeah, no, they're not great. Uh, but they're, like, I, Final Fantasy X... I worry that it might be hyperbolic of me to say it, but I really honestly feel like it might be the worst about it. Like, it, they might appear the most frequently out of any JRPG that I can kind of recall right now. Possible. I have, uh, within basically the last year, played Final Fantasy VII and Final Fantasy IX, and I don't remember getting hung up on how frequent those encounters were. But in X, it's it's definitely, like, it's sticking for me as a negative because mm -hmm. uh, I'm at the end of the game right now. Uh, I could go fight Sin and and just wrap this all up. And I'm at that point where it's like, oh, I can go do the side stuff. And I kind of just don't want to because I'm actually burnt out on it. Also, well, the side stuff all sucks, too. So there's that. Yes. Yeah, it's actually maybe the worst out of any Final Fantasy uh, game because... Part of the thing about most of the Final Fantasy games, I think actually all of them uh, up to this point, is you kind of get dumped out into this open world and you can go do some side content like pretty consistently throughout the game, uh, or at least work up to bigger things. In Final Fantasy X, it, it really just keeps you on this very linear, focused path through the story. And then only when you are at the final dungeon, it says, here's your airship go out into the world, now you have side stuff that you can do. And by backloading all of that, you just ensure that the player is so worn out by the time they get to that point that they're not going to want to really mess with it anyway. But then on top of that, all of it is so obtuse and just unfun to deal with anyway. Like, to get Titus's ultimate weapon, you have to do a chocobo race against someone. Where there's a bunch of balloons out on the field and you hit a balloon you subtract three seconds from your total time but if a bird flies out of nowhere and hits you then that like adds five seconds to your total time and the birds spawn very close in front of you so you have barely any time to react to them so you're going to get hit and the like actual controls on the chocobo are so squirrely that any slight movement on the analog stick just sends you craning off into a different direction. So you're really just wrestling with the controls on top of these birds spawning very close to you, and you can't react in time, and you're not hitting any of the balloons. And also, this whole system just fucking sucks, because it's like, if, the, if it's a race, just let me race the dude. Don't make me deal with this whole, like, math problem of, I gotta get 12 balloons, and I can only get hit by one bird, and then I'll get the zero seconds to get the weapon. It's so bad. <laughs> I mean, I didn't like Final Fantasy X, and I probably would not change my opinion now, so... Oh, okay. it's so bad. It's also, like, 
the the realization that I came to today dealing with that thing specifically is it is amazing to me how revered Chocobo are in gaming when I cannot think of a single instance in any game where I've actually liked having to deal with a Chocobo. Yeah, Chocobo Mystery Dungeon. I didn't play it, to be Well, fair. that's your problem. I uh, Final Fantasy VI may be the closest because you just get your ass on the chocobo and you ride it around and it's just a means of conveyance and that is all you have to deal with. Get like your Final chocobo Fantasy VII, ride. Yeah. Final Fantasy VII, you gotta breed those little fuckers to get to like the optional content in that game, and that takes forever. Like to the uh, the the point that I actually found like a speed running strategy that is actually able like easy to pull off and just like messes with the game's logic, so you can get that very very quickly. And, like I just did that, and it took me like fifteen minutes. Um, I think my main issue with Final Fantasy X was uh, I did not like the vast majority of the characters. Yeah, they all kind of suck. Uh, Waku is a hysterical racist. Uh-huh. That is his entire character. I like uh, Oren. I like Lulu. That's it. Oren is cool because uh, he absolutely just understands everything that is going on and he knows how all of this is going to end. And so he's just openly manipulating everybody. But like by the time you get there, you realize that that was the correct thing for him to do. Yeah, he's like, like Dr. He like, Strange. Yeah, I want to figure out how to end this. Yeah, basically. Um, uh, I just like that he keeps his arm in his little in his kimono, like uh, Toshiro oh. Mifune. I like it that he just has like a big jug full of booze. Yeah, like Toshiro Mifune. Yeah, I don't like Titus. Uh, no, the whiniest character out of any Final Fantasy game. Uh, constantly moaning about his old man who is Sim. Yep, um, I don't like Yuna until Final Fantasy X-2 when she actually, like, does stuff. Develops a character? A little bit. Like, has some emotion in her voice? Has yeah. it gets a little bit of energy in her? Mm -hmm. She's so dull. Yeah, same with Riku, who uh, in main Final Fantasy X, I just remember as being kind of a Harley Quinn type. Yeah, uh, that's accurate. Uh, uh, Kamari is, like, fine, I guess, but he's just, like, you know, he's the Chewbacca whatever yeah he barely really is not, a character not as good. Doesn't really talk. Yeah, yeah he's not as good yeah. as like fran on final fantasy 12 oh yeah fran's great uh yeah. final fantasy 12 is mostly great but final fantasy 12 is at least a better game than final fantasy 10 i feel oh, comfortable absolutely. saying that sure um yeah it's also like 10 totally gets rid of the uh active time battle system so it is um i think they call it the conditional battle system so like your turn <laughs> sort of like not quite that but yeah like certain moves that you do will end up changing your position in the turn order and you can see it being effective before you actually make a commitment uh so i like that like i, I like how it messes with um it just it, it had, again trying to make sure you got like the right characters paired to the right enemies and then also just being very like cognizant of that turn order and figuring out like the best strategy to like just maximize the amount of damage you can do. Um, also, like I feel like a lot of the the battles in the late game actually really make you sit down and think about what kind of status ailments you need to deal with and like how to like the Lady Unaleska fight uh, in the in the first portion of that she'll turn everyone and she'll give them the zombie status so any healing stuff will kill them. You want to get rid of it in the first part of that fight or it's going to really fuck you up because she's just going to go around using Kiraga on you. 
But when she does it in the second portion of it, you need to keep it because then she starts using an attack that will like automatically party wipe or will just it will kill anyone who is not zombified. So if you cured everybody of it, it will party wipe you. Um, and I like that because it actually puts a lot of pressure on you because at that point you can't heal and dealing with her is kind of a pain in the ass. Sana, it, like, okay. it's actually got me to think a lot more about what I'm going to do in a mainline Final Fantasy game than like any of the other ones that I've played. Hey, uh, since we're talking about RPGs, uh, give me a number from 8 to 253. Oh, God. 179. 170. Mm hmm. Oh, no. Available. Oh, now Besides, I know what haven't you checked my ticket for my stats? I'm surprised you haven't. Knuckle stats show up on the monitor in the center of the battlefield. They show that of the ticket, but with a white F F F F F F F F F background instead. A one second pause occurs. All audience looks with amazement and starts speaking with each other. Josh walks back to the fighter's den. Announcer <laughs> How on earth did you get to level, very shocked, very loudly, 9,000? No wonder, shocked. I've never seen stats that high before. You should go get rid of that Seth King as well as the Super Dragon in one hit. He's such a moron. Knuckles, that's what I've been up to before I unexpectedly arrived here. Where's that Super Dragon? If you thought 243 trillion was a lot, that's nothing to Ultimara 6. You can't get the Ultimara series until all extreme spells are at least level 5001. Steve. Yeah, no, it's just like playing have... Final Fantasy X, man. <laughs> exactly. Steve, Fuck. I, I have a bad feeling about this one. Suddenly, the audience stands begin filling up very quickly. Elizabeth from the underside appears near Steve. They reach 98% capacity within 10 seconds and stop there. Announcer, while the audience appear. We'll wait for those who wanted to see the Super Dragon battle with a certain winner to arrive before we release it. Steve. Well, it's about time for the battle I've been wanting to see completed for four years now. Announcer. Ready? Five second pause. Release the dragon! <laughs> and that was uh, an excerpt from The Legend of the Ten Elemental Masters by Lilia of... Smith. The best part about that is I know that knuckles fucking around with that tournament actually results in like uh seth king attacking the city and he like causes a underwater city to like crack open and flood body in it sure so you know instead of actually taking care of the problem knuckles decided to enter a tournament just so he could like impress everyone with how strong he is yeah knuckles is knuckles yeah. is like dr manhattan basically yeah. he's just omnipotent Our... and doesn't care about anything our protagonist, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. Uh, yeah. Now there was a... Yeah, I, I think that I'm probably not going to finish any of the, the side content in that game. The, the point that I actually broke down and was just like, I don't think I want to do this, is uh, I went to go... You have to get a bunch of, like, a certain item in all the uh, temples where you solve these very rudimentary and completely unfun uh, puzzles. Uh, and I went back to do that in the starting one, uh, and I looked at my guide, and the guy was like, 
Yeah, in certain locations in like the international version of the game, uh, you got to fight like these optional bosses that are like the summons you have, but they're ridiculously strong and you will die. And I was like, oh, well, everything else about this is like based on the PS2 version and not the international ones. I'm probably fine. And uh, I went there and no, I got attacked by one of the summons and it just killed everybody in the first turn. And I'm then I lost the a bunch of progress. Are, are you sure the rest of it is not based on the international version? I could be I could be wrong about this. I need to go back and check some item names. But the guide I was reading has stuff where it's like, oh, this item is like the Sun Crest in the PS2 version, but it's like the Jupiter Crest in the international one. And I want to say all the names were from the PS2 version. Well, I, I just say that because I know in the Kingdom Hearts HD versions, they're all based on the final mix versions that yeah, well, came yeah, out later. It's got to be based on the international ones because those bosses just did not exist uh, in the original one. So I did, and the fact that that is an impediment now to getting any of the final summons, I'm just like, whatever. I'm going to just do the final dungeon to be done with this game. Right. Uh, yeah. The story, I'll at least say, like uh, to its credit, I I remember it being a lot more confusing when I was a kid. Uh, it makes sense to me now. It's not as bad as like Final Fantasy 15, where like it just keeps introducing a bunch of characters and it, it expects you to already know who they are and, like, what they're fighting for. Like, Seymour, all his shit gets explained, even though he has the stupidest hair out of any RPG character I've seen. Feed me, Seymour. God, I hate Seymour's design so much. I hate his weird stretch marks on his abs. I hate the fact that his hands go all the way down to his kneecaps. I hate his stupid antenna hair that's clearly supposed to be hair. I like it. I hate all of it. All of it. His voice acting is the worst out of anyone in that game, and wow. that is saying a lot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what a slam on Seymour. <laughs> Fuck Seymour. One of the worst villains in any Final Fantasy game. Jesus. <laughs> Anyway, I'm looking forward to Final Fantasy X-2, which I hear is actually surprisingly good. So, uh, yeah, like, imagine the sort of combat stuff you like, but it's like a weird hacked-together mess, like a mod for Final Fantasy X, uh, and it, like, moves fast in a way that looks unnatural. It's really good. Hmm. I like to And I'm, uh, I'm actually kind of looking forward to it. I, I think back in the... Back in the day, I wanted nothing to do with it. Because uh, first of all, I still kind of hold this opinion. I don't think there should be direct sequels to Final Fantasy games. I thought you were going to be like, you girls. No, that was, the second reason. that was the second reason. <laughs> oh, sure. The second reason was I was a, a teenage boy and I was kind of just like, I don't want to play a game where I'm just dressing up a bunch of girls. And now as a 32-year-old, uh, pretty much exactly what I wanted. You just have to keep reminding me how old you are. Yeah, because right. it reminds you you are. Whatever. All right, that's been George's Retro Corner. No Leary Comic Corner this week. It, I haven't really read much anyway, so. You didn't I'm, want I'm to just talk trying. about Batman Damned? No, not this week. We're already an hour and a half. Maybe next week. All right, well. Also, give me time to reread it, so. That's true. And just really absorb all the bat dick. Yeah, Dead Man shows up in that, uh, and I'm not really sure why, and that's my contribution. Does he need a reason? He's Dead Man. No, he doesn't. Uh, But I also, at the same time, like, every time Dead Man showed up, I was like, 
he actually had more to do in Batman Odyssey, and I find this a little troubling. <laughs> it's like, well, look, I don't need any reason for Dead Man to show up. I don't need any reason for a Swamp Thing to show up, and both of them appear in Batman Damned. Yeah, that, they do. I guess Swamp Thing, like, it has the John Constantine connection, so there's that. Uh, oh, didn't ask me my rating for Final Fantasy X. Rating Even for though Final I Fantasy X. Even though I haven't beat it yet, I still feel confident at this point that my opinion is not going to change significantly. Uh, I would have to give Final Fantasy X probably an 8 out of 10, but then to respect the fact that it is the 10th Final Fantasy, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to bump that up to a 10 out of 10, an X out of 10, actually. And then uh, throw two chocobos on there so they can mate and then maybe get a gold chocobo out of it. Are there still people who call it Final Fantasy X, by the way? Because that always drove me crazy. Yeah, there are probably people who still call it uh, Metal Gear Solid V. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, they're they're right, though. No. Yeah, they are. No. And why are the rest using Arabic numerals? And that's the first one, which just happens to be a side story in Metal Gear and also stars a character named Venom Snake, who is not the actual big boss. It's V for Victor. You're wrong. You're wrong about this, and I'm not going to continue humoring you on it. Done having the argument. Are you You're telling wrong. me that Kojima is not detail oriented? That he would just do something like that arbitrarily? I've played Death Stranding. I'm not sure Kojima knows where he is half the time. <laughs> sure. But look, everything in there is under Kojima's direction, and he definitely. He oversaw all of that, and nothing is in it's there Metal... that he would not want in it. It's Metal Gear Solid Five. He went with V because V was like symbolic yeah. and representative of other things thematically with that game. But it's still Metal Gear Solid Five. It is the fifth one. It is nope. the fifth main game. It is not. It is not part so of the I... main storyline. Sort of guys like going in circles with you. Just we've looped back it's, around it's on this. Not though. fifty times. At this point, Peace Walker is Metal so Gear Solid zero Five. Time, as you would probably refer to it as what? V zero. I said fifty times, but you know, clearly you with your V zero. I don't get it. We'll see you next time on Destroy All Children, uh, where we'll probably argue about Metal Gear some more. Oh, definitely. Not I've been Larry Davis. <laughs> I was George Brundle once upon a time. I will continue to be Larry Davis until uh, someone finally figures out my real name. I have to cut all ties, Don Draper style, and start a new identity. Uh, well, we'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. I, f- I forgot Pettit. how we end this podcast because it's been a couple weeks. Goodbye, dinosaurs. Oh, we're still doing that? I don't know, probably. I thought so. Whatever this podcast is over.